Hi. I'm Rachel. I'm Shelly. And this is Chicken Dicks. And Dicks. <laughs> we didn't plan that. No, I think we were maybe on, we should have. We're really not on the same page today. Not at all. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah. I'm a lot less jet lagged than the last time. <laughs> Oh my god, I was so tired. Um, yeah, just busy. I've been working in the barn for the crap out of my fingers. Oh, yeah. what happened? Uh, I was taking, uh, the stall has like a latch on it, and I was undoing the latch and slid it, but my knuckles were sticking out, and I scraped off the top <gasps> oh. layer, and it just started, like, it was, as much as it looked small, it was ble- bleeding like profusely at the time, <laughs> and I was okay with it, but I... Was everyone else freaking out? Well, because it's rides for tourists. Oh, and I'm like Jesus. leading, and I lead one of the horses out, and my hand is covered in blood. They're just like, I'm showing out your guy today. Like, I'm like this horse. Gosh. I'm like this horse is super friendly, and they're just like, what are you? And I'm like, ah, oh. had nothing to do with the horse, I swear. Not this one, at any rate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't ride this one. No, it's just. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that it hurt though. But I, the worst is when you have an injury like this. You go into the shower. And it, oh, it stings. stings. Yeah. And it stings. And full yeah. disclosure, I have no immune system, so I have to make sure this stuff is really clean. Yeah. So, like, I cleaned it once in the barn, and it was like, we used this antiseptic stuff, and they're like, it's going to sting. And it didn't sting nearly as much. When I went into the shower, I was like, oh, oh, oh. You're just sitting there, and you're like, I'm a pussy, I'm a pussy, I'm a pussy. It was terrible. It was terrible. So anyway. Okay. Anyway, so how are you? I'm okay. Um... Went to a wedding on the weekend. Yeah, was it yours? It was not my wedding. Oh, wife. I was hoping to be invited <laughs> if it was. No, no one's invited. That's not the plan. No, you would totally be invited to my wedding, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, that, you, I, that I know of. Well, you can come to my wedding, but not your boyfriend. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who, by the way, recommended this week's pick. Yes, pick. yes. Special so, thanks to my boyfriend for... The book we're reading. Yeah, so he, I don't know why, but he was, he texted me and he was along the lines of like, oh, I have a book for you for your next one because I hear that it's your pick. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, we're just like, I'm in, sure. Yeah, exactly. Open the recommendations. So he picked Bear. (laughs) And the reason I know he picked Bear is because it has to do with some bestiality elements. Yes. And it has, I don't think he actually looked at any other elements of it. He didn't, no, okay, he didn't look at anything about this book. Basically, what sparked his interest was a post on Imgur, um, wherein someone had, like, highlighted a paragraph in which the main character gets eaten out by a bear. Tongued more. Tongued. Yeah, tongued. yeah, that's more accurate. It's tongued by a bear, and he's like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. I'm going to recommend it. And he uh, did, and here we are. And I would like to apologize, as I always apologize now, before <laughs> for this pick, because... Yeah, this is Apology Corner. This is... This was a really highbrow yes. novel, and I didn't really think that it was... When I was reading it, I'm like, I don't know if this is really suitable to the podcast. Like, I mean, we cover romance novels, but usually shitty romance novels. This is, like, artsy. Like, we're going to go into some shit here that's, like, yeah, yeah, like, a little more abstract. Right. Well, it just, okay, so this book, also, the other reason why he recommended this book is because it won a Governor General's Award. Which in Canada is a pretty big deal. Which is a pretty prestigious award. 
in Canadian publishing. We don't have a ton of them to begin with. Um, it's a novella, thankfully short. <laughs> yes. So the writing is excellent. And the writing is excellent. A whole other level than what we normally do. Yeah, on page page three, I actually had to look, look up a word because <laughs> I was like, I do not know what that means. Um, but yeah, not. This, it's not like the other books we've read so far for this podcast. And no. I think it's nice to sort of branch out and read something a little bit more literary. No, it is not. has some kind of literary value, let's say. It's just not, like, as you would think of a romance novel, as much as this is in a romance section, I would not consider this a romance. I would consider this more of a fiction. Yeah. More just literary fiction. Literary fiction, because it's more literary than it is romance. Fiction. I mean, there, there are erotic elements to it. Oh, absolutely. Um... But, and erotica is on the list. Yeah. I don't know. We're, we're do we have a summary somewhere? Making excuses. Time? We do. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Let me summarize. So before, yeah, before we, like, go completely off the top here. <laughs> okay, so Bear by Marian Engel. A librarian is called to a remote Canadian island to inventory the estate of a secretive colonel whose most surprising secret is a bear who keeps the librarian company. Shocking company. Really? That's That's it. That is a terrible synopsis. That really doesn't give you... That doesn't give us anything. Any feel. Yeah, like, it doesn't give us anything. <laughs> like, it could be a children's novel. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, I mean, this is... I, that's technically correct. No, it is correct. Yeah, yeah. You really do. Uh, mm-hmm. She's... Actually, she's not a librarian. Technically, she's an archivist. Yes. Uh, I suppose maybe has a degree in library sciences, but... <laughs> So she, basically, this woman is called to go because a historical institute is given an estate via. They've been bequeathed an estate. An estate, yes. yes. So she has to go and catalog the library for anything potentially valuable, or if the estate can be used for potential um, like literary a, a conferences, or, or yeah, something like, like conferences that. Yeah. and kind of this type of thing. Um, and I guess this takes place in the seventies and. It was late seventies. It was written in seventy six, I think. Was it, yeah. Yeah. We probably should have known that. Yeah, written in the seventies. So I guess it takes place at the time of the writing. Oh yeah, nineteen seventy six. There you go. Bam. <laughs> All right, high five. That was a high five and a terrible one. Oh, it was a high five ever. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So, but I don't know if like this that the date necessarily makes a huge impact. It's at Northern Ontario, which still hasn't seen a ton of development. It um, makes an it makes an impact in the sense of you realize communication wise it's the everything correspondence it's all mail it's yeah, all mail no internet which is actually fun to read about yeah it is because it's I, anachronistic which is a weird thing to say about using the fucking postal system I know to communicate. <laughs> it's but it's <laughs> I I, enjoy, I actually really enjoyed reading that yeah. element of it but I think it also contributes to her isolation yes um. Which, yeah, so, I guess if it were set today, you wouldn't feel as isolated or cut off. So, so like, yeah. let's go into the story a little bit more. Okay. So, just brief summary, because this summary that we read sucked. <laughs> um, this woman is essentially is an archivist. She's called from Toronto to go and investigate and catalog this library of an estate they have been bequeathed. Then, uh, she part of this estate actually has a bear that lives on the premises. Um, and the bear is taken after much like any domestic animal 
by... It's treated like a dog. It's treated like a dog by the people who are taking care of the estate. And a bear has been there since... They don't know how old the bear is. They don't really know a lot about the bear, but there's it's been, always but been a bear. there's always been a bear there. Probably not this bear. And they say probably, but you don't know. You have no idea. Not yet. The bear is a... As a He's a fixture. Well, the... I mean, we'll get into the symbolism later, yeah, yeah, okay. because there's a shitload of symbolism, let me tell you. And I'll, I'll preface this, I'm not smart enough or insightful enough, I think, to grasp all of the symbolism. There was a lot, honestly. I read some <laughs> articles in the afterward, Yeah. and there was a lot of shit that I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> this like, this much. is, like, a... Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. I in would... the meantime. <sighs> so we have this, so her name is Lou. Um, and she's a pretty solitary character to begin with, really enjoys her loneliness, embraces it, it's sort of a part of her. Yeah. But, and so she schleps up to Northern Ontario. But in her schlep, I have to say, there was a lot, even that I picked up at the time, there's a lot of, like, metaphorical shit going on. Yeah. It's like, she notices the rock, she had a past there, and yet she feels yes. reborn. Yeah, and, like, these stuff. types of things. Like, oh, there's a lot of language, and you're just like, okay, I get it. <laughs> She's gonna fucking change. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. Uh, so she spends the summer living on this island. Um, we're not entirely sure exactly where. Northern Ontario is a big place. <laughs> they do actually give you pretty good location. She in Algoma? Yeah, she's Algoma. Yeah, okay. But I, I really didn't look on a map exactly where this is, to be honest. So it's sort of kind of like, I would imagine, like, sort of north and maybe a little east of Sudbury. Okay, makes sense. I'm guessing. Sure. I'm just making that Sure, up. sure. Sounds good. <laughs> Who cares? Anyway, middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> middle of fucking nowhere. Um, and she's living on the estate while she's cataloging it. And she's told there's a bear there, and the bear just treats the bear like a dog. He's friendly, but understand that he's still a wild animal. And so she spends her days cataloging this library and inventorying the house. And feeding the bear. Feeding the bear. And then just sort of develops essentially like a friendship with this bear. And it's all very one-sided, of course. Um, and eventually, sort of one night in a fit of passion... She engages in a... Okay, I think you're jumping a little Am I getting too far ahead of myself? You're getting a little All right, so she essentially, while she gets to know this bear, she is always putting her own opinions into the bear's personality. Oh, She's always interpreting everything for what she needs at the time, right? So what she does is she invites... So she basically unhooks the bear, as she has done a few times before, and invites him into the house. Oh, and no, then, he makes his own way into the house the first time. Yes. The bear just knows his way yeah. around the house. He knows his way around the house. So he comes up the stairs, and she is just basically kind of like... Uh, She's a little alarmed the first time it happens, right? Yeah, but really she so. transposes her own attraction to the bear. Like she's, That happens a little later. The first night, she was like, fuck, there's a bear in here. Yeah. He knows his way around. That's weird. Back to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I guess he's pretty friendly. Because he just, like, lies down by the fire and promptly goes to sleep. Yeah. He's kind of, yeah, he's kind of like a lumbering, slow dog. Yeah. He's just a big dog. Yeah. Big, dangerous yeah. dog with non-retractable claws. And, and that goes, could kill her that in could a kill her. fucking second. But she goes swimming with the bear. Yep. She goes on walks with the oh, bear. Oh, it almost drowns her the first time. It does almost drown her oh, the first time. Oh, where's the symbolism in that? Oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know, like, water subconscious, you're being drowned by yourself. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I'm telling you, 
the shit that I read. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, yeah, so she just kind of develops this relationship with the bear, mostly because she's, she's by herself, and although she enjoys her solitude, we just, by na- nature being human, we're social creatures, and we have to have, or we crave, on some subconscious level, some kind of connection or interaction. That is not... Not a, in anything. the interpretation. Well, I'm just telling you. I know. Okay, so what I think. Okay, because there's the way that I read it initially, which is how you very much read it, yeah. and then I mean, I I think I I kind of caught on to a few things that I was like, okay, this is obviously the bear is mostly a reflection of herself. It grows yeah. and she puts upon it whatever she wants. The face, the demeanor of the bear changes throughout depending on what she needs and wants at the time. Sexual, non-sexual. <laughs> Rachel's drinking. Uh, um, so is Shelly. Yes. In fact, she's a drink ahead of me. So, so someone's <laughs> just saying. Someone's nursing. I have a degree in nursing. Yes, you That's do. Not true. That's I not have true. degrees in film and archaeology. <laughs> but she has no degree in nursing. Just nursing alcohol. Yeah. Uh, shit. Now I lost where I was. <laughs> Fuck you. Um. <laughs> See, this book may be high round, but this podcast this is, is not. not at all. <laughs> we're, we're very high round, two of us. I'm so high. Fucking classy. Yeah, really fucking classy. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, so anyway, she has a relationship with the bear, does a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, when you, I totally lost all my words. It's a psychological term. You study psychology, you should know what I'm talking about. When you project onto yeah. the bear. Yeah. Yeah. She projects. Yes. Okay. <laughs> she Take does. it away. <laughs> do you want me, like, where do you want me to go with this? Do you want me to explain? Go anywhere what? you want. All right, fine. So essentially, what I got out of it and what I read later, which, and I missed a quite, a, quite a few things in the sim- symbolism uh, aspect of yeah. it. Like, she goes to this house and it's a Fowler's Octagon. And, I meant to look that and up. And I did look it up. And it's, it's a, a house from, like, the 1850s that was designed by this dude. I think it's, like, Horson or something. He's, like, an O and Oliver or whatever. Anyway, Fowler. And he had, like, there's thousands of examples that were built across the, um, and basically North America. And this guy built it anyway. So he built this Fowler's Octagon in the north, which is a completely, like. The wrong environment. Yeah, the bad, uh, like, a terrible environment for the house. Um, as the author states, I don't know if that's actually true or not. Um, I guess it would depend on the building materials. Yeah. And so there's like a theory on the fact that like one of the papers and discourses in the afterward mentions it as well as that this Fowler's octagon represents the human brain. So she goes into the North to investigate her brain. Oh and, so on and, so on. and I was just like, Oh my God, could you suck my balls? Like honestly, <laughs> like this is just way fucking out there. And then, but the one thing I do agree with is the fact that, um, the bear itself is kind of this, uh, a, like shapeless blob. And it just does and represents whatever she feels. So when she goes up there, it's like her self-discovery of her. She lets it off the chain and, like, lets herself go. And she goes and investigates these things. And the bear investigates with her in the water for the first time. It's cold and it's chilling and it revives her. But she almost drowns in it at the same time because the bear pushes her down. And then she comes up gasping for air. And the bear is very friendly to her afterwards. And she feels more alive than she's been in ages. Mm -hmm. And 
then, you know, like, you know, she starts to discover herself and her sexuality. Like before in Toronto, she was sleeping with her boss, but now she gets tongued by the bear and she's more comfortable with herself, therefore. So yeah. it's like all about her self-discovery and the bear is representative. And like, it's described as like kind of the features of a middle-aged old woman and like these types of things. And then, you know, at some point it's just like, it's usually just kind of like an old friend but then it also has a sexual element of it. And so it's kind of like that self-reflection. So it's supposed to, like, it's <laughs> it basically... Like a lot. Like, the bear represents maybe a little too much at some t- point in it's time. A friggin, like, it's a Because it is, a, it is very much a literal bear. I suspect... But then also, all these other aspects and representations of Lou, the main character herself. Yes. Yeah. And I, granted, like, I don't know a lot about literary criticism, this is really my first foray into it, but I feel like there is a bit of a tension there. Um, that well, there's the you tension. I don't want to have it both ways. Well, it's also, a real bear, but it's not a real bear. Yeah, but there's also the the aspect of you yourself are a wild animal in a sense, and you have to get in touch with yourself and understand yourself and tame yourself, and then but you have to be in touch with the wild aspect. It's like it can be a humane thing, and but at the same time you can turn on yourself at any time. Yeah, it's like honestly, there is so much like. I think it's kind of bullshit. Like, if it were just a bear and it was a book where the bear tongued her, I would be fucking a little bit happier. As opposed to this, like, it's like high exploration yeah. of the self. And you're, but you're reading it, and the way that it's written and the quality of writing lends itself to the fact that you know that there's more going on in this than just a fucking bear tonguing a chick. Yeah. No, there is. It is extremely well written. And I remember my boyfriend kept asking me, how's the bear book going? I'm like, well, it's the best written thing we've ever read so far. It's actually, a, like, actually from a literary point of view, it's the best written book I've read in quite a while. Yeah. Quite a while. That's true, because what I read in my off time um, is still, I mean, it's, <laughs> there's no really nice way to say this. I read a lot of trash. So do I. And some of it's well-written trash, and some of it is crap. But I read a lot of, like, I read a lot of trash, but then I read a lot of non-fiction. A lot of non- the non-fiction Like, well-written, better. yeah, well-written stuff. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of non-fiction shittily written stuff. But, like, this was the first fiction that I've run across in a while. That was just, it was really, it was really engrossing. Yeah. As much as, you know, we sit there and we talk about this, like, bear-tonguing-a-chick thing. Like, you're kind of always wondering, and she leads you along. It's a really slow burn, but it's really engrossing. It is very slow. I'll admit it did make me sleepy. Really? From time to time. Oh, I, just, I read yeah. the thing in like a fucking hour. Okay. Oh, maybe, maybe just because I had a long weekend. I was oh, busy. Maybe. You know, because there was a wedding. Wow, well, that's true. <laughs> and I was upset about other stuff that I don't want to talk about. Okay. Know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's fine. We'll move on. <laughs> it's very petty. Um, and juvenile. But, so as, as good as it was, and I can totally appreciate the use of language, um... I also had, sometimes I kind of ran into the problem where uh, Lou is describing, or sorry, not Lou, because it's, it's written in the third person. The author is describing the library yes. that Lou is cataloging. And I don't know anything about 19th century English literature. So I, I don't know who these authors are. Like, okay, I've heard of Byron, and I know who Shelley is. Yeah. But that's about it. But she goes on, like, Guy de Maupassant is in there. Yeah, and, like, she mentions names that, like, I've heard of before, but at the same time, I feel like maybe because I don't have a 19th century education, or I'm only, like, 
passingly familiar with that era. Uh, oh, you're giving me such a face um, right now. Because I just remember, okay, so one of the things that I read okay. um, about the, the intensity of the household, essentially, that represents a human brain, because the, the fucking human brain is essentially represented by the, by the okay. octagon and like the different rooms or different parts of your personality. Oh, fuck off. I know, right? <laughs> I know. But I'm just fucking saying <laughs> that she is always in old sweaters. Like she runs across the Kiwakwa couple like at the beginning or like dressed yeah. neatly but she believes in like the old school way of yeah, camping. Yeah, but if I'm studying my entire uh, summer camped out in a fucking... Wait, wait. I'm not... Alright, okay, alright. Shut, all right, shut your face. Right. Shut your face. Let me, fin- let me finish my fucking analysis. <laughs> my highbrow goddamn okay. fucking analysis. <laughs> So she said, so (laughs) she just spilled cider all over her face. That's fine. Um, So, yeah, we needed liquor to do this. Oh, God, yes. So uh, the library, because it's 19th century in particular, also represents her old need in her brain that it's like a 19th century brain, her need to move on from that. That's like the theory. I get that. That actually. I'm down with and the that. bear and the notes that she finds about the bear in some of about bears in general that they, they're stashed in all the books. Yeah, there's yeah. So the uh, Harry, the yeah, colonel, the colonel, the colonel left all these notes about bears in random books, and so she catalogs them essentially as well as yeah. like carries notes on bears. Um, so that also represents the fact that the library is her subconscious and the notes in there are kind of like the animalistic tendency that everybody has to break free (laughs) of their 19th century means. I like the old school way of thought and to get in touch with their animalistic self. Yeah. Wow. That's me patting you on the shoulder. Oh my God. Yep. That's heavy. Yeah. Heavy stuff right there. I know. Thank you. Thank me for reading this shit. So that we can all understand this. I didn't read the afterword. It's all in the afterword, but I read a couple of other things that were just, like, little stupid articles that I read on the internet. Okay. Just about the book. Because the only thing... Or I was going for, like, all I did was type in, like, Bear Marangle's metaphorical whatever. What did I think? Autocomplete. Yeah. (laughs) Like... I don't even remember what it was. Because I just, I glanced at the afterword. It was at, it was at like, or 8.30 this morning. The first so. page, and it was like, what did it say? Um, oh, it's a journey of self-discovery for the author, and she, uh, well, she's too old to call it um, coming-of-age tale, but essentially... Coming? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Gotta bring this shit oh out. <laughs> but she's a different woman at the end of the book than she was at the beginning. Which is She true. moves on to a new life. Yeah. Um, thanks to this summer she had with this bear. Uh, so I'm like, okay, like, I get it. That's good. And then I kind of stopped there. I didn't read anything past that. So. And I'm wondering if the afterword maybe should have been a foreword. I think the afterword should have been a foreword. Just to get the reader in the right frame of mind to understand the book. Because it's notorious for being a book about a woman who fucks a bear. Yeah, and that and that is brought up um, the fact that the book was so controversial because of the bestial elements of it. Yeah, and that it won a governor general's award because and it was very pornographic. Yeah, considering for the seventies. For the seventies, yes. So. But it even like even the pornographic elements I found were still like tasteful enough. Uh, in one respect, I wouldn't say that they're. Um, naive or anything like that. Uh, but there's no. What's what am I trying to say here? 
She doesn't go overboard in the description. It's not gratuitous. No, it's not gratuitous. Um, but she she ex- describes Lou's ecstasy in her experiences with the bear. Um, and then there's one very awkward encounter that takes place. And that's like a real turning point. Oh, the one where, the where she tries to mount the bear, yeah. but nothing happens. And then yeah. she's like, what the fuck did I, I just do? do? Yeah. <laughs> well, and also the interesting thing is at the end of the book, she is dirty. Like she looks at herself in the mirror and she's like, what have I become? And she looks younger. She looks, she's, she, she looks, looks better. better for having been there because she's now more in touch and loving herself. Yeah. But she also is kind of recognizing the fact that She's like, what the fuck have I done this summer? <laughs> yeah. I just tried to fuck a bear. Like, yeah. literally, oh, literally. So just that's when I'm talking about this tension between it being a literal bear and it being a figurative yeah. bear and that it represents all this stuff about herself. Um, and I'm not going to lie. At one point, I'm like, is this going to end in some kind of like weird murder-suicide? That's what I thought. Yeah, I was wondering. At one point, I was like, is the bear going to kill her? And like, that's going to be the end. And it's going to be like, don't fuck bears. <laughs> Yeah, you, you totally are. Exactly. <laughs> Only you can prevent fucking bears. <laughs> God. <laughs> but, you know, I mean... Smoking the bear so, takes on, like, all yeah, like, well, <laughs> other aspects. But, so she has this towards the end of the book. I like the fact that the bear never had a name. Yeah, she just calls it Bear. Yeah, and yeah. she tried, She even thought about giving it a name at one point, but it, it never suited like, yeah, the Bear, so she just called bear. it Bear. Right. And, the, yeah, that was nice. Um, yeah, so towards the end of the book, she has another more sexual encounter with the Bear. Uh, and Dude, she fucking rips the shit out of her. And it like, mm-hmm. it, like, tears open her back, essentially. Yep. And, like, it's a huge wake-up call for her. And I thought it was well handled. I like. Yes. I actually liked that. So never mind the weird turning point that happens earlier in the summer where she tries to like quite literally have sex with this bear and it doesn't work out for her when the bear actually is a fully erect. Yeah, she's never seen the bear with an erection. She always wants it. She wants but it, she but she can't, she can't make it happen. Yeah. So and finally then, at the end, she knows she's leaving. And this is her last chance. And her last and chance. bear her shows her his erection. erection. And, then, and she's like, okay, this is going to happen. And the bear swipes her and she's like, well, shit. Yeah. This is a wild animal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it tears the crap. She has, like, events up having from shoulder to the, her ass. Yeah. A big-ass scar going down her back. You know, and then she said, or the author writes, like, you know, she'll carry this mark with her forever as a sign of who she was and who she is now and her transformation. Um, and I really, like, I think that might have been, like, my, maybe my favorite part. Of the I also like the fact that it wasn't, like, afterwards she was really threatened by the bear. They still sat together and they were just friends. Yeah. Like, something had changed. She's like, something in our relationship changed. There was something missing. And now we were, like, kind of just buddies. Yeah. And I guess it sort of, it doesn't parallel the relationship she has with Homer, but. Oh, yeah, we should bring up the people in the book. Yeah. <laughs> there are other human characters yeah. in this book. But, like, but honestly, n- not. They make a guest appearance. They like, they're make, well, not... I mean, Homer I, out of the hall. Because she fucks Homer. Yeah, so Homer, oh, he's this... Basically, he, he's her connection to the human world, let's say. Um, and he owns this little shop on the mainland. Uh, and he brings her groceries, and she'll boat over there for supplies whenever she needs her to pick up her mail. And he helps get her settled into the uh, on the estate. And at one point, he makes a pass at her. 
Mm-hmm. And she turns him down. And she turns him down. And it, then she, like, sort of tries to smooth things over because he's, like, upset about it. And he calls her a big fat snob, which is correct. Yep. Like, he's right to be upset yeah. that she rejected him. Um, and then later on, she decides, ah, you know what, I'm going to have sex with a man. Well, she gets kind of rebuffed by the bear and then decides to have sex, have sex with him. Yeah, so good, like... And that also <laughs> is representative of also, like, yourself being comfortable with yourself and then finding comfort in... In emptiness. Or wanting some kind of... Relationship that isn't meaningful, I think. No, or not even, like, a relate, but a connection with someone or some kind of, like, validation. It's like, no, I'm a sexual being, and I am desirable. Mm. And maybe I can't get on with this bear, but I can find a connection, however fleeting. I just love the fact that we're talking about this. We're, like, fucking a bear. It's like, just, you know, uh, so she has, like, I guess enjoyable but unfulfilling sex. Yeah, she just felt empty afterwards. With Homer. She yeah. She was just like, yeah, I feel the need, but meh. It's not, it's just, it's not what I'm looking for anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also why she was sleeping with her boss back at home. But And she had other relations, like, Yeah, and then she just got fucking, yeah, and she was just like, and she, eh. Yeah, so I guess because, I guess what she realized was all of her past relationships were... Empty. Empty. Or they satisfied his needs, not her not needs. Not her needs, yeah. Yeah, or even, not even his, necessarily, because it's mentioned that she did have or her relationships needs, with women. I think also her needs were different at the time, like, her needs prior to were just yeah. to, like, feel a certain... Or she just wasn't putting herself first. Exactly. Like, yeah. it was just one of those things where she didn't know herself, so she was trying to figure herself out through other people instead of through herself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes on this journey Thank of self-discovery. You. That's my A right there. <laughs> a flat. A. <laughs> um... Six point oh. It's <laughs> not even a thing. <laughs> no. Four. Four is the highest. Oh, I thought it was six. Oh, maybe York does things weird and different. Well, York does do something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. York does do things weird and different. <laughs> anyway. Uh, 4.0. 4.0. I got sidetracked. All right. What else do we have to say about Bear? Um, there's actually quite a bit to say about this, but like in an esoteric way. Be as esoteric as you want. Don't hold back. She's on an island. She's surrounded by water. <laughs> Figure it out. What could that possibly mean? The only person who knows the bear is an old, old Indian, Indian woman <laughs> who is toothless, but is like alive and happy, and everybody respects her. Yes. So and at the end of the book, the bear, the old, the old woman, uh, Lucy, she's dying, and she wants to talk to the bear. Once more before she dies. Yes. And so, and Lucy and her son were sort of caretakers of the island and the estate. Um, in the interim, like after the colonel died and before Lou showed up. Nice. <laughs> uh, and at the end of the book, summer's coming to an end. Lou, the main character, she's going to go back to Toronto and quit her job and get on with her life. And Lucy's nephew shows up on the island to take the bear away, to bring the bear to Lucy. She's too old to travel now, just so she can have, she can say goodbye to the bear. Yeah. Essentially. And that's like, it's the parting of the ways. Yeah. Is what it is. Mm-hmm. And again, like we have, it's a literal bear at this point. It doesn't yeah. But the bear also goes where it's needed. I guess so. Yeah. But I don't think that Lucy ever had a sexual relationship with this bear. I don't know about that. You don't know. You have no idea. Because if the bear represents yourself, then everybody would be fucking a bear. I've fucked a bear. You fucked a bear. Like, we've all fucked a bear. 
That that oh, phenomenal oh, right there. God, we all fucked <laughs> up there. <laughs> there you go. That should be the new synopsis. So, if you have ever touched yourself, you have fucked a bear. You've been tongued by a bear. Yeah. Okay, so we always have to talk about the sex in the book. Let's talk about the sex in the book. Okay. Uh, not turned on in particular. I didn't find it like a turn on. It was more of a no. curiosity. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so like, I was kind of like, a, where is this going to go? Like, there was no aspect of me that was like, yeah. this is kind of hot. I was more like, when is the bear going to kill her? I was curious. <laughs> like, it was like, oh, only one way this can end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is going to end badly. And it didn't, to, yeah. to my surprise. Um, but honestly, like, I thought... Again, it was so well written. I was intrigued rather than turned on. It wasn't a matter of yes. being. I didn't think of this as being pornographic. I didn't think of this being a. I didn't think of this being a romance novel. That's for fucking sure. Well, I mean, there's, there's love. There is love, but a romance novel. But it's not like. It's not like a Harlequin, like the adventure with a ship, like, or journey of falling in love. After this, I'm saying that Rachel should definitely choose something that's fucking a romance, romance, <laughs> like shitty novel. <laughs> Well, we'll see. I'm done with this highbrow shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's like, I don't know, we keep coming back to this, it's so well written. But yeah, not really like, not hot. No. Like, oh, definitely not hot. Not, not hot, but like a good read. But good. Yeah. yeah. It was like, it was one of those things where if someone asked me, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, it's short, so it's not going to waste your time, but it's a good, it's a good read. Like, yeah. it's well written. And I enjoyed it. Like, I actually yeah. liked reading this book. Like, I read it very quickly. I mean, it's super short anyway, yeah. but I read fast. So. But a good exercise for the brain parts. Yeah, for sure. Especially if all you do is read garbage all day. Yes. Like I do. Yeah. So. Well, like, both <laughs> like, of them. Well, I don't know. I don't read all garbage, but. Uh, what was the last thing I read? I'm reading another book right now, and it's like. Oh, uh, really? It's slog. Yeah. And I, like, I'm going to. I paid eight dollars for it. I feel like I need to put in eight dollars worth of effort. effort. <laughs> well, this was I borrowed this from the library, so it was. I know this. It was free. free. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thank you, thank you, public library. Uh, everybody should support their support, li support your library. library. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what else? What do I have to say? This is a pretty short one. Like, it's oh, short, yeah. It I is. think it's so hot or not, I'd say not. No, not hot. I definitely would recommend it, though, as a read. I think it's a good read. Yeah, and, like, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to add it to Goodreads that I've read it, mm -hmm. but... No, nah, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think so. But at the same time, I'm not ashamed or embarrassed to have read it. And I can claim that I have now read an award-winning novel, because most of the books I read don't win awards. Have you never read an award? Of course I have. Not a Gigi, though. I don't think I've ever read anything that won a Gigi. Well, I think I've, I've read, like, Bram Stoker novels. I've read Nebulas. Um, I don't know. I once bought a Pulitzer-winning mm. novel, but I didn't read it. <laughs> I'm, I've read, definitely read I have read a Pulitzer. I think I've read novel. a yeah. I have read Pulitzers. Um, I've read quite a few, because a lot of them are political. Yeah, uh, I have read. <laughs> but the, the massive tome I bought you did that read? Did that win anything? Um, it must have. I think it's it so did. Good. It is really good. Yeah, that, that, as much as you've never read it, and I've just told you about it. But well, I'm the one who found out about it. I know, I know, and I do appreciate that. It was a good read, and it still is a good read because I'm not done yet. Two years later, it's like the 
stand. It's like a gazillion pages long, and they're like fucking so thin. <laughs> I know. It's like reading tissue paper. It's yeah. like, fucking, oh man, the font's like six. <laughs> so brutal. Oh, oh, and every ten pages is like another decade, and you're just like, I'm going for the sixteen hundreds. <laughs> anyway, we're totally off topic. Totally here. off topic. Yeah, it's a good read. But yeah. Anyway, so anyway, I read a lot of. Apparently, I read more. Wow. Well, well excuse me. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's look at some reviews here. So Bear is a three point four nine on Goodreads. So. And well, I think that's pretty. I think that's. I think that's pretty reasonable given the content and what you're looking. If you're looking for something, if you're going to read a book and you're looking for something that's kind of like highbrow, totally metaphorical, then this is your read. And yeah. it's, it is well written, but otherwise, like, fuck, man. Like, if you're just into, like, something, if you want something light, no. No. No, just because it's no. short doesn't mean I had it's to, not dense. I had to look up words. Whoa. I know. <laughs> I was just like, I do not know what this means. I had to look up. And the nice thing is actually I like doing that every once in a while. Like the nice thing about Marion Engel is that she leads you down a path but doesn't totally explain everything all the time. So she kind of leaves it up to you. And it's not necessary to the story, but you can still research it if you want. And I like that element of it. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I guess she sort of doesn't assume that you're going to understand everything that's written there, but yeah. it's like, this is this woman's life and experiences. And if you're not as intimately familiar with the 19th century as she is, that's your problem. It's not hers. But it's not like the book is dependent on it either. No, not at all. But again, it just, I guess it gives a little bit more depth, depth to yeah. the book. Uh, if you've had a 19th century education, which Oddly, none of us have. I have. <laughs> When I went to Oxford. Oh. <laughs> That's all I read. <laughs> I know, fuck off. I know, it sounds so pretentious. Yes, I went to Oxford oh, and I read some 18, 19th century books. Mom. Okay, and then you went to the bar and got a beer to go. Um, a few. And got drunk on the street every night. <laughs> yes. Because I was emulating, I was emulating the 19th oh, century sure hour yeah. I was reading. <laughs> Having a highbrow conversation about philosophy. I did. And the arts. I did. Actually, I, I did. I refuse to believe I did. Happened. I ran into the <laughs> cast of As You Like It, if you want to get Oh my god. From the Shakespeare in the Park play that I had gone to <laughs> and had some mulled ciders in new, uh, what is it, uh, fucking... New college. Uh-huh. Yeah, I ran into the cast, and we ended up drinking and having discussions about that. And then one of the dudes was like, I can do an American accent. I'm like, sure. And he actually could. And that's oh. what I remember. Otherwise, I was too drunk. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> anyway, so that's my uh, super pretentious story <laughs> of the night. Which is maybe why I got... Wait, maybe that's why I got more into this than you did. <laughs> I didn't get drunk at Oxford. What? I lived in London for a whole year. Yeah, but you didn't go to Oxford. <laughs> I did not go. You went to I Nottingham. I did. I spent a year in Nottingham and a year in London. Yeah. Uh, and while I did get very drunk, I didn't run into the cast of Shakespeare in the Park. <laughs> or, or 19th century <laughs> literature. That's fine. I was taking a literature course in Oxford, so it was pretty oh, okay. I was working a shit job that I hated. Oh, so, oh there, there you go. go. All okay. right. <laughs> Uh, okay, so here's... Oh, Diana rates this five stars. Unconventional sex and sexuality interests me. 
me as a general rule. But interestingly, most of it novels that deal with taboo sex is not the taboo per se, although there is something to be said about reading descriptions of the forbidden that is erotic in and of itself. So, hmm. what do you think? Like, I don't, like... I didn't find it's a, it... It's a taboo I think, topic, but the book isn't about that. No, 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 but I think that if you take the book literally without the metaphorical aspect, then, then you'll get this. Then, yeah, okay. you, you will get this 100%. All right. Uh, and that's why I think it was so controversial at the time. Yeah. I mean, it would be controversial today. And it has this, like, ridiculous cover where it's this oh. bear, like, ravishing a topless yeah, woman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it sort of well, sets he up does, an expectation that isn't met. Yeah. He does <laughs> tongue her nipples with his rather leatherish tongue. He does. And he, Ooh. yeah, tongues other parts of her. Because mm -hmm. his tongue can change shape and form. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I can agree with that if you're reading it. Uh, so here's another one. Uh, this poor book, the 1970s sextastic sex cover, promises bare erotica, which has caused many chuckles because it's an award-winning Canadian book. So ha ha ha, those crazy connects. In reality, it's a story about a woman finding herself in the wilderness. So if you're here for sex, leave now. I'd say that's more yeah. accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sylvia there, she's uh, <laughs> she's on top of it. Oh, here we go. Two stars. Doesn't look like Carolyn enjoyed this book very much. Oh, ethically, animals are not responsible whenever something like that. Nor should, wait, ethically, animals are not responsible, oh. nor should they be, to uphold human laws, but humans are. Restricting animals, such as a bear, by human invention constructs of sexual agency and the concept of informed consent... Oh, my God. ...is to measure them by standards outside of their species. This is not the case when a human commits a crime against an animal. Sex without informed consent with an animal, human or otherwise, is rape. Wait, what? <laughs> As Jeremy Bentham argues, the line between us and them is not our intelligence or ability to communicate or understand one another, but our ability to suffer. Therefore, if an animal suffers under abuse as a human does, they are no different in terms of rape victimhood. Wait. Wow. Well, she did not understand this book. No. At all. No. Did she even read the book? Lou does not see herself as a bear, or bear as human, nor does she have any delusion that bear could give informed consent. She has no idea what animals were about. They were creatures. She supported that they led flickering, inarticulate, psychic lives as well. That's from the book. I'll get there. <laughs> Lou thinks of bear as a thoughtless brute, yet still believes she is right in trying to have sex with him, knowing she cannot get informed consent. Lou's forcing herself on bear is especially abusive in the case of her attempted rape, because she not only abuses his, his abuses him physically, sexually, she does not respect him on an emotional or mental here? level. Can we either. just stop here for a second? Whoa! <laughs> this chick really doesn't understand what this book is about. Wow. Should I keep going though? No, wait, yeah, but hold on. Wow, this is a. Very oh my God! It's she. This woman wrote like a whole paper. <laughs> Let's, okay, but this looks interesting. Stockholm Syndrome is a psychological condition in which hostages or victims of kidnapping sometimes develop positive feelings towards their captors on whom they depend for their survival. Lou seems disinterested in understanding the bear and his mind, more interested in his body. Can I just... I'll, I'll stop it right there. <laughs> okay, first of all, that's not Stockholm Syndrome. So what, okay, what's <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome? What's Stockholm Syndrome? So Stockholm Syndrome is when I you're like... that was totally Stockholm Syndrome. What she has? No, what she described. Oh, what she described, but what she but has. That's not, what, that's not what's going on. But maybe just... 
the, is she saying, the, does the bear have Stockholm's? No, the bear is just... Who has Stockholm's in Germany? I situation? don't know! That, no one fits <laughs> that description in this book. That's what I'm saying. This is not Stockholm Syndrome. <sighs> and then, at the same time, with the whole sexual consent thing, the bear goes down on her pretty much of his own volition. Well, so she, she gets naked. She lies down in front of the bear and begins to finger herself. Yes. Fine. And then the bear kind of sort of moves over to her and starts licking her body. Yeah. And then she pushes the bear's head down towards her vagina. And he's fine with it. And the bear doesn't seem to have a problem with this. I guess she tastes good. And at well, one point she puts honey can on I, herself can I, to entice the bear. So, yeah, but can I give you the example of when the bear didn't want something? He slashed your fucking back open. Yeah. So like if the bear was a willing participant, in if this. he didn't want to be there, because there were times when she'd be like, hey, let's have sex, and he just walked away. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, like, no, so, so right. there is no way that he was a non-consenting partner. This woman is full of crack, A, because she fucking took this book totally wrong way, and B, she really didn't read anything into it except for her own maybe personal anger i'm not sure like okay i don't know i don't want to i don't know this woman i don't know her life but either way i'll read the last paragraph of her essay okay with lou and bear the relationship is obviously manipulative and abusive in bear lou takes advantage of bear's dependency on her his conditioned submissive nature to please her regardless of his own awareness of his place in her sexuality well that just completely contradicts what you said earlier uh, she leaves with she leaves with no care for the bear's future. Not true. No. Showing her true disinterest in his mind and identity. Not true. Only having used him as a way to explore her own sexual identity. No. Wow. No. That's not what happens at the end of this book. No. There's one comment. I wonder what that person commented. Okay, let's see the comment here. Oh, this is the is oh. this the comment? View one comment. Okay, hold on. Funny. <laughs> Or at least this, whole, this comment is meant to be satire. <laughs> yes, totally. I don't think so. No, it is definitely she not. Gave it, she gave it five stars, and yeah. I could read it as satire. No. But she gave this book two stars. No, so. she has no idea what. No. Yeah. No. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, there's one in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt to read that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think we're pretty much done with this book, honestly. Can we go back to something light and stupid afterwards? <laughs> I want to share one more review. Okay. One star. Unbearable. Oh, boo. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Okay, so that was Bear. Yeah. Well, I would rate this as not hot. Not hot, but worth reading. Yeah. If this is your type of thing. If you're into the highbrow thing. Cause, yeah, because it's definitely. Not, I thought I had more to add to that. I don't. No, it's, <laughs> it's like if you want a, if you want an interesting read, then this is your book. Or if you want something, challenge yourself a little too, because like, like obviously some yeah. people had a bit of a problem with the subject matter, um, with the material. It's yeah. worth reading in that sense. It's just it's something different that you probably haven't encountered before. It's extremely well written. The woman knows she understands craft. Knows yeah. what she's doing. With oh, language. extremely well written. So as I, I said, like I enjoyed reading this. Yeah, uh, I'm glad I read it, and I will never read it again. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I've been Rachel. And I've been Shelly. And keep it sexy. Oh, totally. But make sure it's sex with yourself and not with your bare self, because your bare <laughs> self can rip your back open. <laughs>